evening and if you're just tuning in you are listening live to 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of new orleans louisiana to united public radio network and this is the angel rock i'm your host of the show i'm laura lee podfin i'm a canadian clairvoyant medium crystal reiki energy healer akashic records practitioner spiritual teacher and mentor and registered nurse and i'm also the co-host of a second show on the network on thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called The Thing at the Foot of the Bed with my amazing co-host, very gifted medium and angel channel, David Hansel. So be sure to check him out on TikTok under Spirit Medium. I think it's Spirit Medium, David Hansel. And uh, he has the Spirit Experience. He also has a group by that name, all on Facebook. And his, I think his webpage is They Whisper to Me. So a few things, just a few housekeeping things out of the way first. This is a week before the Halloween show next week, but David and I are working on our Halloween show coming up this Thursday, October 26th. So get ready for that. And then I am working on the banner to do the promotional stuff for the network show Halloween night. I now have a time. We're going to be doing it from 8 p.m. Bless you, puppy. Not an EVP. My dog is having literally a sneezing attack. I hope that's it. <laughs> um, Anyways, it's from 8 p.m., I believe, to 10 or 11 p.m. Um, so I don't think there's anybody afterwards. So we'll just see how long it goes. Oh, you love your threads. Boo. Jane says, we've got Aziz and Dragon or Kevin here. we got Dem Rogers. Welcome. So we have a, of course, now my dog has to come over. <laughs> we have a Roku channel for the network, too. Please be sure to check that out. We have our own network TV channel. I'm not streaming the Angel Rock there, but I do stream the thing at the foot of the bed on there. So you can find that by signing into the channel store and you're looking for UFO space P as in paranormal and this can be a drop down list you're looking for UFO space paranormal and United Public Radio and that's where you can find us if you want to join in the chat because if you've been to the show before you know I love to involve the audience without all of y'all there would be no show so that's why it you guys, I love having you here. And we do it with both shows. So you can head over to Facebook and there's multiple places there. There's Canada's Most Haunted. There's my own profile, Laura Lee Podvin, which is public. I'm streaming to my one of my groups, Paranormal University. We are streaming on UFO Paranormal Radio, either on Facebook and YouTube. They're also streaming to my YouTube channel, which is the Angel Rock with Laura Lee Potvin. <clears throat> now, normally I have guests, but this month, you know what? I've really missed doing live shows. And I thought, no, then we can talk about the really spooky, spooky stuff tonight, right? That, you know what? Sometimes we don't always get to talk about that. The Angel Rock's more of a type of uh, power of the positive, you know, positivity, power of the mind. And I love to have people, guests on who are making a positive change for humanity, either what they're doing professionally or extracurricularly. But I figure since we're in spooky month, we're going to talk about the spooky, spooky stuff. We've got Howie O'Dell here. He tips his top hat. we got Aunt, uh, Rosie. She says, love your sweet or your shirt, sweetie. Can't read. Sorry. Thank you. I'm in Halloween mode, you guys. I've been making all kinds of Halloween crafty type things, trying to get my Halloween tree done. Jane, thank you. I saw that you posted my tree from a couple of years ago. I now have one that I got from Michael's for like 90% off that's purple and black. And I have to say, you know what? I think I like the one I made better. It's fuller. And it was a green one that I painted black, but we're going to try the, the purple one. So hopefully I'll get that up in the next couple of days. 
I always feel like there's something I'm forgetting to tell you guys. Oh, I know what it is. If you like what you see, please like, share, and subscribe, and tell all your friends and family there's something for everybody on this network. It's been around for 25 plus years. We stream multiple shows throughout the week, and when we're not streaming every day, I should say, throughout the week, and when we're not streaming live, the archive server is going. So we, the network is going 24 hours a day, and there's something for everybody because there's a lot of previous hosts, guests, um, you name it. And we're always adding new hosts to the networks and the network. There's all different types of shows. Now we got Sandra Sharp here. Welcome. So we're going to talk about what you guys want to talk about tonight. I'd love to do some readings. I've been planning on doing that. And every time I offer, we get into these in-depth, oh, my leg's starting to cramp on me, in-depth uh, discussions about whatever. We'll go where you guys want to go, but that's always on the table too. I think I am actually going to take David's advice and start doing more TikTok type things over there. I know everybody's not on there, but uh, it's an interesting way to do some quick readings, some quick teaching. Mind you, i got to work with the filters because I'll tell you, you should get a lot of trolls there. But you guys, I've always talked to you about where I live. And I'm in Canada, like I said, even though we're broadcasting out of New Orleans. And I do want to give a shout out to Joe Montaldo, who owns the network. He's the one that started it. And he runs it through, uh, actually through his own home. And uh, yeah, he created this wonderful place for us here with all these hosts. And we get syndicated shows and what have you. So without him, there wouldn't be UPRN. So I have to give him a huge shout out. Check out some of his shows. He's got UFO Undercover. He does The Centralist, which is a panel show. And he did have The Gray Zone Uncensored with... Um, Michelle DeRoche, one of our hosts on Wednesdays and Thursday nights with Amelia Pizzano with The Outer Realm. Um, but I think that's on hiatus right now. But he's you can usually find him on here. I know he does Writers of the Future, all kinds of stuff. we got Christina Lantis. She says, hi, Christina Lantis here. Oh, yeah, trolls are everywhere, like blood-sucking leeches. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Like, you would not believe that. What happened was David and I usually go live on TikTok, on his account, he's got almost 100,000 subscribers. So we usually go on Wednesday nights or sometimes Thursday afternoons, but usually we try for Wednesday nights to promote the show, answer questions, do some readings. So I've had, you know, there's David gets so many people pretending that they're his account. Like it's literally so difficult sometimes to find him. So I was already, he was doing his thing because he likes to drive out to a really wooded area where he goes live. And he said, okay, I'll look for you online. And I figured, well, maybe that'll help. I'll go live. So I went live for the first time on TikTok and oh my God, the things, you know, I started talking about ITC or intertrans communication and just some of the questions you could definitely tell. And this is with no prejudice with some very young minds will say asking very ridiculous questions that had nothing to do with the paranormal and when I say ridiculous no question is ridiculous but when you know they are purposefully asking those type of questions it was like uh nope nope you guys need to go elsewhere sorry but um, nope <laughs> I always say to my youngest son especially he's doing gaming online with a severe autism you know it's hard for him when people are cheating because in his mind, logically, people should follow the rules. And, you know, he gets very angry when people don't follow the rules and what have you. So I've been trying to teach him. And I think this is a lesson we can all keep in mind, that our energy is precious. Everything is energy, right? You know, our words, our thoughts, our emotions, but also we all have our own personal energy. I'm sure people have heard of energy vampires before, and there are a lot of those around. 
But I also think that it's important that we be judicious to whom we spend our time with and whom we share our energy, if you will. And again, I'm not trying to say, you know, oh, I'm better than you. So I'm not going to speak to you. I'm not going to share that energy. No, what I'm trying to say, and again, teaching him this is, you know what? You, you've stated your case. You've said you're cheating. Please stop. And if they won't, the more and more you get angry, the more and more it feeds them. Because it's a bunch, again, of, let's say people, young people that are, you know, take great pleasure and joy out of, you know, pushing people's buttons. So that's what I always say to him, your energy is precious, you know, choose who you want to spend it with and who makes you happy. Not that anybody, nobody's responsible for your happiness, but you know what? You enjoy spending time with them. They bring you happiness. You have a good time together. You enjoy it rather than feeding into, again, I would call that energy vampirism. You know, they wouldn't look at it that way, but the fact that they're taking great joy out of pushing his buttons and bullying in a sense and him not having the filters to be able to stop, right? It's almost like an open tap, if you will. So that's why I'm trying to kind of get through to him. And I think it's important for all of us because I see it now more than ever, especially on social media, you know, people, and again, I could be very wrong about this, but I always believe that when we're posting something on our social media profiles, we want to share with others. And I mean, if you ask for comments, yes, then you've, you've invited people's thoughts, words, and what have you in. But when you haven't, I never understand why people think it's okay to jump in and start bashing other people or saying really negative things. Because to me, there's always other options, right? Swipe right on by, mind your own business, make a post about it yourself on your own post. You don't have to call the person out that you got their, you know, thoughts and words, but no, we see people attacking other people or like this, like you said, Christina, trolls are everywhere. They are. And the sad part is, is people think that it's a mask they can wear, right? Nobody sees who they are. They hide behind a computer and say things that most people wouldn't dream of saying to another person's face, mainly because of the repercussions. You know, um, there's another, I'm, I don't know why it came to mind, but I'm going to talk about it. There's um, a young girl out there by the name of Eugenia Cooney. It's a very, very massively large platform on YouTube and has now moved over to TikTok. Now, this girl has a, and I'll give you your trigger warning, or as Dem Rogers, because I'm going to, that's what I forgot to mention was about, I'm a true crime follower, love surviving the survivor with Joel Waldman. Um, and I also love Grizzly True Crime with Gisela Kay from South Africa and she lives in the Netherlands because they focus on the victims of crime and their families. There's no bullying or bashing um, and it sticks st strictly to facts. So I'm going to give a shout out to Josh and Sandy Greenberg. If you get a chance, please check out the Ellen Greenberg case. I uh, can check out Josh. Um, yeah, Josh Fish, I think it is. Yeah, Josh Fish. I think it's, oh, what is his name just slipped my mind. Um, if you look up Ellen Greenberg, his name will come up, his website. Also, there's a whole playlist on um Grizzly True Crime, I don't know if Joel has a um, one on Surviving the Survivor, but he has definitely discussed this case quite a bit. Very, very, if you take a look at it, you'll see uh, there's some high 
ranking players in this case, and uh, they really need your help. So if you take the time to take a look at that, there's also a Facebook group, Justice for Alan Greenberg. This family really needs, what it needs is the public's eye on it, and a call for it to be reevaluated and reopened. Thank you, Dem Rogers. Absolutely. Justice for Alan. <laughs> and as uh, Dem Rogers, that's what made me think. So thank you for the reminder. I knew there was something I was forgetting. Now, you know, because um, Gisela, or G as we call her, is so, you know, she's very empathetic for people and the victims and the family. So is Josh too. Not Josh, sorry. Um, Joel, my brain's shutting off here. All too many names, Joel, on surviving the survivor. But Gisela K has something called the trigger bunny. If we're going to talk about something maybe a little triggerish. So I said, no, I grabbed this dude. So we have the trigger bat, we'll call him. And the reason why I mentioned that I was talking about Eugenia Cooney and uh, this girl, had, it, it's very plain to see, has a very severe eating disorder. And um, she's the thinnest she's ever been. She's 29 years old. She's very, very ill. You can see this. But you know what? She doesn't want to get help. And people have riddled her pages with hate and i mean police have been even tmz i know it's a ratty publication but even they posted i guess there's a police officer that's in close contact with her and she has a little code she said if i ever needed help there'd be something missing from my background i guess she's got a bunch of stuffies like i do and what have you but i mean this the police have received calls as far away as from new zealand and egypt this girl was in in um, the US. My whole point is, you know what? It is what it is. There are people calling for her to be shut off and you know, the internet and what have you. And I understand that people are concerned. When I saw her, I certainly, my heart broke for her, but you know what? You gotta want to get help and hate doesn't help. That's my big soapbox tonight about talking about that and energy vampires and what have you. Anyways, I started to say, I've often talked about where I live, and it's in Thunder Bay. It's in northwestern Ontario. We're almost smack dab in the middle of Canada. And there's five great lakes that we share with our brothers and sisters in the U.S. and Canada. And I live in right on the shores of the biggest lake. It's called Lake Superior. And you have to come through our city if you're coming from the east to the west and vice versa in Canada. Or you want to go to southern Ontario but you don't, or even into the States further south, but you're not driving around on the US side, you have to come through here. And I've often talked about with the paranormal and the crazy things that are out there that we have so much of it. You can pretty well find accounts, videos, pictures, you name it, our own crazy paranormal experience in the previous home we lived in. And we still had some activity at this house, nothing like the previous home. Um, and, you know, what's the re the meaning behind it? Why do we have this? And I'm going to read, I keep seeing Christina's comments, so I'm going to read it before I jump into this. So Christina, um, she says, I, I can see you, Christina. That's a, the other thing I forgot to mention to you guys. If you're using Facebook and you come up as Facebook user, I will highlight you in the left-hand corner so you will know. And then I'll tell you how to add your name because I, I see Christina's adding her name because sometimes she's done it. Sometimes you do it with StreamYard, you get the permission, it still comes up Facebook user. So if you're coming up with Facebook user, I'll let you know. So she says, uh, Christina, I love true crime. You're um, retired, disabled, corrections, and I've experienced spirits since the age of four. Victims should 
have a voice and justice. Absolutely. And we can't fix anyone but ourselves. Hang on, I'm going to highlight this. Um, it's tough to watch someone you love not uh, not self-care. She says, my mother was an angry diabetic. Prayers for all who struggle with self-love and self-care. That's absolutely beautiful. And I agree 100%. Speaking of Christina Lantis, before I jump into what I was just going to share before this, he's going to check out her Halloween decorations. They are so amazing. I saved what picture from last year. And I was going through my photos because I do up a banner every week for this show. I do a different banner. And I went, oh, what a cool skull thing. I'm going to do this. And it was her picture. And, of course, she was so awesome about it. I felt bad, though, because I always would ask permission. But I was in a hurry. And I say pictures that I like. So I thought, wow, she's even got bigger and better ones. She uses skeletons. This is my co-host. This is Marie Peterson in the back. What I'm planning on doing this year. Before I jump in, I found a bunch of full-length skeletons, skeletons, and in Canada, people think we have free healthcare. Not jumping on that bandwagon, but I will tell you, it's not free. The prices are through the roof. So to find the skeletons that I did at our dollar store for five dollars each, I could not believe it. Because to pay for a full skeleton here. Like at Michael's, say the craft store in North America here, for example, it's like, I think it's like $40 for like a skeleton this high. Anyways, I saw this idea with fairy wings and a whole bunch of stuff. So I think I'm going to try and do that Halloween night, make them look like they're flying off of the eaves of the house. So if we can get that all sort of fixed up in the way we want, I'll put some pictures up there. Oh, Christina also added, oh, thank you. Just to arrange them today after mowing. You always have my permission. I love my 12 foot skeleton. His name is Archelis Earl. That was my ex-husband's name, Earl. <laughs> Actually, James Earl. Oh, that's so cool. And you said that last year. You were so sweet about it. But I always ask permission. That's one thing if you get to know me. I always tell people I will never say your name. I won't even ever talk about you. Like, say if it's something paranormal, I'll change a few of the details. I wouldn't lie, but I'll leave things out so it's not identifying to the person unless I have their permission. I just I think it comes from being a nurse and, you know, confidentiality is, is tantamount when you're looking after patients. So I try to do that with all people. Anyways, back to my city. So I often have talked about, you know, all this activity we have. Oh God, my glasses are filthy. Holy crap. You'd think somebody was using them. Probably my cat was all over them kick the cat out anyways because my cat loves to go on my computer and uh all kinds of things so definitely went out yes yeah, so we'll see what happens with the scullies christine and we have murray our original murray downstairs that stays out all year he guards my dog's uh kennel my dog doesn't use the kennel for anything it's just to save space they say we have um you know, a bunch of groceries got to bring in and she knows not to run out, but just in case it's just easier. So that's what he does. He sits atop. So I've often talked about the strong first nations, you know, history that we have in this city and as it is in many, like in Europe and, you know, in North America, we're a melting pot here, but I think that it lends credence, you know, when I was especially looking for help in my previous home, um, I did speak to some female shamans and they talked to me about what they figured why there was such a disturbance as they called it. And, you know, that they had put it that 
Mother Earth was angry. And I'm going to show you guys, I'm going to talk about the sleeping giant. Actually, I want to pull up a picture while we're talking. So hang on here while I'm talking. But um, the, um, my partner, Dell, actually worked on the development. It's quite a beautiful tourist spot now. It's got quite a bit. Uh, there's a hotel and a museum and restaurants. And I know that she had said herself that they were very... Mother Earth was very upset with the disturbance with this. And you're going to see why once I read the history. Uh, Rosie says, normally I wouldn't ask for a reading as I know how busy you are, my dear, but I was wondering, yes, I'd love to. We never, ever do readings. I want to. This is why I kind of like, and you guys, if you follow my shows, you know that I never do this many shows on my own. And I did it over the summer because of, I didn't know if I was going to be out of camp or what was going on. And with the summer vacation, I've had some guests on and I thought, no you know what this October this is for you guys like let's get together let's talk let's talk about the spooky scary things you want to talk about and then we're going to jump back into the regular schedule but I am going to try and do more show, shows on my own as and again if you followed the show you know on my previous network years ago I used to do a show Monday through Friday every night and uh, I kind of miss doing shows with all of you. Yeah, don't remind me, Rosie, if I get rambling here. I just wanted to pull up a picture. So maybe we'll pull up the picture first. Hang on. I think I've got it ready. Okay, so Janie says, as I'm getting this ready, I spent Halloween night in the French Quarter in New Orleans in 1997. I just moved back to Louisiana from spending almost 30 years in the San Francisco Bay Area. What an evening. Those people in New Orleans sure know how to party. Yeah, I'll tell you. Joe, when we've done panel shows before, he's talked about the French Quarter and how crazy it is, especially during Mardi Gras, he says. Okay, let's see if I got that going. Share. Okay. So let me see if I can pull this up. So this is what this is. This is the sleeping. I need to make you a new hat. Me a new hat? I Okay, well, you can. Ready? Okay. <laughs> I got all kinds of hats. I went through them last night. Okay, I'm going to try and make this pretty big. Let's see if I can pull it down. It literally looks like a giant laying down. This is the sleeping giant. To drive to see it from, we have a park here called Hillcrest Park. I'm probably about 10, 10 minutes away or so, depending on traffic. And it is absolutely stunning now what you're seeing there is mist coming off of lake superior i think i also have a full length one you can see but it does look like it looks like a giant laying down no they're both about the same i was looking i thought i'd got a full length one i'll see again yeah you can see a little bit more of this one but not a lot um but it looks like a giant sort of laying down with his hands on his chest, right? So I want to tell you guys the story about this. Um, I looked it up and the page I usually go to, let me stop sharing for a sec. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's called The Sleeping Giant, Kevin. And uh, I'm going to read this story to you. I have it here. I sent it to myself. I was doing my research ahead of time. Okay, come on. What are you doing here? My phone's jumping all over. Okay, <laughs> there's a couple. Let me see. Um, I think this is the one I wanted to read. Okay, so in Ojibwe, it's called Nanabiju. I've also heard it called Gichigumi. Okay, and it's called Nanabiju, the tale of the sleeping giant. And this was read, um, written by Piercing Moon Creations. So 
It says, whenever you take a trip to northern, northern Ontario, the main hub is Thunder Bay. The city is made out of two older cities, Fort William and Port Arthur. We've talked about that before, I know, on this show. And they were amalgamated in the 1970s, 1973 to be exact. Um, for, Fort William is one of the oldest and first fur trading posts in Canada and North America. And the interesting part about that is because it came over from the Hudson's Bay Company over in uh, England and all that. So we have ties to that. So it says, um, before colonization began, it says Thunder Bay was home to many tribes of Algonquin people. Sitting at the most northern part of Lake Superior, it serves a beautiful view of the largest Great Lake. The most impressive sight that can be seen from any hill in Thunder Bay is that of the Sleeping Giant. It's a formation of land that looks like a giant who laid down in the water and fell asleep. Now rocks, trees, and other life live upon this giant who has never gotten up. It is a wonderful sight to behold. <coughs> so it says, the tale of this giant is old. And if one has been to Thunder Bay, they have likely heard of Nanabiju and the silver mine. I talked about this already a few times about this. Uh, resting at his feet. There are variations of the tale, but this uh, is one of the popular ones. The legend tells how this particular formation of land came to be. There was a powerful and benevolent god, Nanabiju, or they put Nanabiju or Nanabozo, or I've heard of Gichigumi. There's many different names for him. So Nanabiju, who loved the Ojibwe tribe of the Great Lakes region, he watched over them and helped them in their times of need. One of these times was the arrival of the Europeans, or quotes, white men, in the area who had begun setting up trading posts and seeing what resources could be gleaned from the land. With them, the Europeans brought disease and alcohol, which is true, both having long-lasting and detrimental effects to the native population of Canada, which is very true. It was during this difficult time that Nanabiju offered a gift to the Ojibwe tribe, a gift that the Europeans must never learn about, or it would turn to a curse and Nanabiju would turn it to stone. The gift was silver, and this is true. It's one of the world's largest untouched silver mine beans that lays at the foot of the sleeping giant in the, in the water. Uh, the Ojibwe people began mining the silver. They produced such finely crafted um, items with the silver better than all the Algonquin tribes in the area. Others began to become envious of this. The ones who were the most envious were the Sioux, S-I-O-U-X. The Sioux went to the Ojibwe camp and began to torture and take the lives of the Ojibwe, but the Ojibwe refused to give up Nanabiju's gift. Figuring that they could not get the information by force, the Sioux decided on a different ta tactic. They sent a scout disguised as an Ojibwe tribesman, into the camp. He sat and he listened, finally learning the location of the mine. Once he had found out what he had came for, he left, stopping at the trading post on his way out. So that's a trading post <coughs> for um, the Europeans, Hudson's Bay Company. Nanabisha was not blind and he knew exactly what was happening. As soon as the Europeans knew where his gift was located, he sprang into action. Angry and disappointed, Nanabiju created a massive storm from Lake Superior. Believe me, you don't want to end up in Lake Superior when there's a storm. It is one of the coldest freshwater lakes and like even in the summertime, it barely warms up. 
Waves became, became taller than hills and the wind whipped trees from the ground. Water filled the European boat, killing them. The Nanabiju laid down, arms crossed over his chest and the mine under his feet, away from everyone. There Nanabiju lays to this day, protecting his gift. Um, and the place they're talking about is actually Silver Islet. And it, apparently anybody that has tried, hi Lockbeard, anybody that's tried to access that that mine has died. It's, it's still to this day has not been touched. So go figure. But there's another reason. One more I want to talk about because this is on the north side of the city. On this, it is interesting, and again, I'm giving you a little food for thought. I want to know what you think. Like, you know, we've got we've got cryptids here. We've got reports of Bigfoot. We've got reports of paranormal activity and extreme. I've personally experienced it myself in my own home. Um, we've got UFOs. We've got alien. Anything you can think of, we have in this city, and we're not a large city. We're a city of about just over a hundred thousand people. No, it's a lot bigger because it's usually referred to Thunder Bay and District because we encompass all of Northern Ontario right up to the next um, province over Manitoba. So it can get quite large. We service a very large area when it comes to healthcare and all kinds of things. Um, Dem Rogers, Super Lore, Howdy Lockbeard, Oatbeard. Okay, so the next thing I want to just mention, and then I think, like I say, I've mentioned it so many times, and I thought, let's talk about this tonight. So I think this is the picture I wanted to send. Hang on. Is it? Uh, yeah, it'll do. It's not quite what I wanted, but hang on. We'll see. I got to just share the screen. I'm not, the other story isn't that long, but they enter, they intersect actually. So that's why. And then I want to hear your thoughts. Like, do you guys think maybe that's why we have the activity that we have here? Rosie, I haven't forgotten you. Who asked me if we could do some readings. Absolutely. So hang on. At least when I have David, David can talk while I'm pushing all these buttons when I'm on my own. Okay, Google image results. Okay, let's share. And then I'm going to reposition it a little bit for you guys if I can. Oh, no, I don't want to make it that big. No, we just want it to move up. Okay, so you can see this is on the, oh, I haven't shared it yet, sorry. Um, this is on the south side of the city, sort of outside of the city, and it's called Kekabeka Falls or Little Niagara Falls of the North. And I'm going to share the story with this. So if you figure this is kind of encompassing all around us, never mind the large body of water and everything else involved with this. So give me one sec here. Uh, I think this is it, the one I wanted to read. I saved a couple of them. It's called Green Mantle and Nana Beige's Wife. Okay. Um, I won't get into too much of Kakabeka's uh, Falls. It is a provincial park too. Isn't it beautiful? Wait, you should, oh my gosh, if you go there in the summer especially and you look over, like it's just beautiful. Some people have fallen over those falls though. They've since um, made them a lot more safer than what they used to be. Okay. So this is the story. Chieftain White Bear, the peace-loving grand old leader of the Ojibwe tribe, was interested only in the welfare of his people. One, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the author of this. Hang on. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I thought there was one. Sorry about that, guys. I'll see if it's at the bottom once I get there. So anyways, he said, Chief White Bear, the peace-loving grand old leader of the Ojibwe tribe, was interested only in the welfare of his people. 
One day, Chief White Bear was greatly vexed to learn that large numbers of the fierce warlike Sioux, S-I-O-U-X, and I've heard of them being referred to actually as the Cree. Um, oh, sorry, the fierce warlike Sioux were approaching his tribe's encampment at the mouth of the Kaministiqua River. And that is, again, sort of on the north side of the city, more rural, but there is, can actually float down the Kaministiqua River, I believe. I don't know if it's still running or not. I don't get out a lot anymore, but um, used to be able to tube down the river, take tubes and chain them all together and float down the river. Lots of fun. Anyways, down the Kaministiqua uh, River. Um, I think that's supposed to be depend, depending, depending upon the destruction of his tribe. I'm not sure what that is. You'll see. I don't know if you guys can see. You probably can't, but it's kind of way off to the side on this. Um, being too old to go to battle himself. Here, I'll take that off of there to you guys. So you don't have to sit there and stare at it. Being too old to go to battle himself and not knowing how to ward off the enemy, the old chief was greatly stressed. Seeing her father's dilemma, Princess Green Mantle devised a plan. Bidding her father farewell, she hurriedly left the camp and paddled swiftly up the Kaministiqua River. Wait, if you guys saw how this was, was spelled, you'd go, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> it's big, 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 long word. Hi, Mish. Welcome. Um, many times before she had gone for long canoe rides with her brother, and she knew well of the great uh, White Falls. Leaving her canoe at the foot of the falls, she ran swiftly along the bank until she reached a point well above the waterfall. She soon came within the sight of the Sioux camp. Um, boldly, the young maiden walked into the camp of her bitterest enemies. At once, they pounced upon her, upon her and captured her. Pretending to have lost her way, she led them to believe she was very frightened. Princess Green Mantle was taken before the Sioux chieftains, and they decided to put her to death. Bargaining with them, she followed through with her plan and told them that if they would spare her life, she would lead them to her father's camp. The Sioux chiefs were elated, thinking they had indeed been blessed by the gods. The following morning, the young princess was placed in the lead canoe and the great band in their war canoes followed, tied, as Green Mantle suggested, one behind the other so that they would not get lost. However, she did not tell them about the falls, the picture I had up there, Kekebeka Falls. And as they swiftly turned the bend of the river, they plunged headlong into the Great Gorge, killing all of them, including Princess Green Mantle. It says Princess Green Mantle, of course, lost her life also, but all of her tribe were saved from the torturous hands of the most dreaded of all natives, the tribesmen. As I've heard with this story as well, they too were trying to get their hands on the silver. The great Manitou, um, the great Manitou looked kindly upon the brave little native maiden. And if one takes the trouble of walking down the viewing pods. I don't know what that is. I guess you can get pretty close to Kekebeka Falls. You can. Uh, the figure of Princess Green Mantle can be observed in the mist, standing as a monument to the memory of the princess who gave her life for her people. I have heard reports of that, especially if the sun is directly in a particular place at Kekebeka Falls. You can see the figure of this princess. Now, I never heard of this, but my partner, Del, He's five years younger than I am. He had asked me if I'd heard about this and I hadn't. So I can't verify it, but I wouldn't doubt it. He says that there were reports when he was a teenager, kind of into his early 20s. And as teenagers do, they look for private places to go and 
let's just say, get to know each other better in the dark without any police involvement or anything. So people used to apparently drive out to Kakabaka Falls and park there. And what the story was, he says, is they would be facing one way and getting busy. And then all of a sudden there would be like this mist that would come through. And I believe there was some messing going around with the door locks and then their car would get like, you wouldn't feel it move. It was just all of a sudden your car would be in the opposite direction, like strange kind of paranormal activity. Why? I don't know. There's a lot of cemeteries out in that area too. So it's very strange as to why. So like I say, I've, you know, there's certain hot spots that have a lot of paranormal activity, but Thunder Bay definitely is a hot spot and you name it, it is here. So Janet Martin says the highly conductive nature of materials in the soil might also contribute to the high strangeness. Absolutely agreed. 100%. Even in Lake Superior, I never liked Canadian music and, um, rest his soul, Gordon Lightfoot was a well-known Canadian singer, composer, what have you. He had a big song, I think it was in the 70s, called The Legend of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Now that particular, it wasn't a massive ship, but it was a ship. It went down in the middle of Lake Superior very strangely. And I've read reports of almost like a Bermuda Triangle type activity going on in particular areas of Lake Superior. So it's pretty strange. Like Kevin says, or Z Sun Dragon, freaky mist and activity. So trippy. Absolutely. And Mish said the wreck of the, yeah, it's called the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yep. Dem Rogers. Absolutely. So um, I don't know because, you know, I started the show with everything's energy, your words, your thoughts, and your emotions. There's such a long standing history of First Nations culture and history on this land and belief systems and stories told by the elders around the fire that passed down and passed down and passed down and the belief systems around it never mind all the water that's around here there's a lot of soil and a lot of you know trees and you name it not in the city obviously but rurally there is so what is it that we end up with all of this like my story i don't know is my intros long enough so I don't mention it but most of you that know me my I'm very well versed in the paranormal from what we've experienced in our previous home um, I've had many reports from people locally that have contacted me that have really strange unusual activity like why it's so crazy so I thought I would share this with you I've talked about this quite a bit this story about where I live and these two particular landmarks they're both extremely beautiful. We know that water holds a lot of energy, like Janet was saying. Uh, Dem Rogers, lots of iron. Well, I don't know if there's so much iron. We have amethyst mines all around us. Like you can, um, my oldest son, his fiance's mom had never been here and her cousin came in from the US and they just spent most of their time here going to the amethyst mines to 
chip out little pieces of amethyst for themselves. I do know one of the crystals I always wear is the Super 7. I know it doesn't do it justice here, but this is a Melody Stone or Super 7. It's made out of seven different types of crystals, as well as I believe it's Aventurine 23. So there's 23 types of crystal within one crystal. We are known worldwide for both of these crystals. This is one of the biggest places to find them in the world, as well as we do live on the Canadian Shield. Um, if you're using a compass, you have to be careful. There's a lot of magnetic activity. Uh, you have to know where true north is. And I am not good at direction. I mean, I can follow directions, but to read a map and what have you. So I know my partner, Del, was trying to teach me. He's worked out in the bush and stuff with the difference between north and true north is. Because when you use a compass, especially out in the bush, and say you're on a lot of shale and what have you, because of the, mag the magnetic activity, it'll mess up your compass too. So... There's a lot of stuff contributing to this. And Janet Martin says it might energize the water like um, a looking bowl, possibly. And Mish said, yes, I've seen one of the stones. Maybe one day you just have to mess it. Well, you can buy them. I bought some from offline. There's a couple of really good places. Gosh, I wish I could remember her name on Instagram. She's a nurse and in Florida. I bought a lot of her crystals. They're beautiful and really reasonably priced. So there you have it. So Rosie, are you still here? Cause you said you wanted, sorry, I've got it. Me and my cat and dog hairs, I swear. You had said, um, asked me if I could do a reading. So I'd be happy to do one. Or if anybody has any questions um, in the way of, you know, is there something you want to know from spirit? <coughs> Excuse me. I don't need cards to do readings. And when I do personal readings, I use, I don't usually use cards, but when we're doing like a faster one question type reading, I like to use them because invariably, you know, the angels or your guides, they usually end up sort of picking a card that'll go along with the message I picked up from spirit, or it'll relate to what you've been asking, believe it or not. So I'll just pull them all out now that I have them over here. So Rosie, if you are here, please let me know what you might be wanting to ask or talk about. So I want to know too, have any of you, um, nope, just can't get them. Some are expensive. Yes, they are. They are. They're not too badly priced here. We have two esoteric stores here. So you might just have to ask me and we'll see. Maybe you might be able to find something if you're looking for it and I can ship it to you. If you said you give me the money, I'll pick it up. A lot of them actually also, uh, Wojo's Mojo and the other one is Mystic Garden. Those two I know also have online stores as well. Okay, Rosie, do you have a question or you just want me to pull a card for you? It's up to you. So has anybody had any strange and unusual stuff going on around them? So love to hear your thoughts too. I'm sure most of you have heard the veil is thin at this time of year. Why do you think the veil is thin at this time of year? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm supposed to be getting together with two uh, very, I consider them like sisters, uh, very intuitive. One's a channel, one's a medium. And uh, we're going to get together. There's supposed to be something coming up at the end of the month. Not necessarily negative, but interesting. So I'll have to see. I'm very intrigued by that. So Mish is asking, Rosie, I'm just waiting to see if you're going to... Um, if you're going to post a question or what, what you want to ask. So Mish says, 
Oh, I wonder if Nicole is here because Nicole was asking me some stuff. I just remember that. Gosh, I got to get back to her. I have so many messages sometimes not complaining. <laughs> it's just like I have a to-do list. And then the day, I swear to God, time is going by faster. So Mish says, yes, please. Should I continue learning my aura healing classes? Even as I was reading that, Mish, I heard a huge hell yes. Not hell yes, but yes. Um to me, what I'm feeling and hearing is this is just a stepping stone for you, if you will. And I'm wondering, just give me a minute to fill into this. I'm wondering, I'm sort of asking Spirit as I'm talking here, why you would be asking, should I continue? Because that's what I'm feeling is that with an, you know, with any class that we're taking, there's a reason why we're taking it. But for yourself, maybe I don't know if you're feeling maybe you're not getting enough in the class or maybe not experiencing enough. Hard to say. If you can give me a little bit of feedback, uh, let me know. Um, but that's what I feel like. This is a stepping stone for you to take a look into this world. I'm also at this time going to mention um, I'm working on this as well. I'm working on two things. And Rosie, you were one that had asked me about this, but many as others. The first one is I'm going to be putting together in the new year, a resin class. It'll be probably more than one class, but um, I've had so many people ask me how to do resin, how, you know, and what have you. And I always tell people there's tons of great YouTube videos out there and it just hit me. If you don't really know what you're looking for, you could spend a long time looking at a bunch of videos trying to hone in on exactly what your question is or how you do it or so on and so forth. So I'm setting that class up. Hey, Jonathan Keyworth. Um, we got Susan Long here. Uh, welcome, both of you. Um, so that's the first thing I'm going to be doing. The second is, and I've been bouncing this idea around for a long time, talking about possibly doing a master class, and I still may do that. That's usually a free class. But I am running into more and more and more people that are opening up to their own spirituality and wondering, got a lot of questions and what have you. So I'm putting together a course. It's not going to be a one-night course. It'll probably be once a week. I don't know how many months it'll be. We'll see. If you can't be there, there'll always be a download of the class while you're there. If you're not able to be there in the handouts and what have you. But it's not just for people that are newly um, into spirituality. It'll be for people that maybe you want to learn something new. Maybe you want to find out, you know, an area maybe you've never looked at. I'm working with spirit right now, looking at all different aspects and areas, even if we just touch on it. And the thing I always say to people is I strongly encourage it when you're looking at this, that you look at many different resources and you work with many different mentors. There's nothing wrong with working with one mentor, but the problem is then you only get their perspective. When you work with a variety of different resources, then you can kind of pick and choose what resonates with you. And it really gives you a more well-rounded approach. So that's coming too. Okay, so we have a Facebook user here. This is what I said. I'm not trying to embarrass you in any way, shape, or form. Mish, I'm going to get back to your question. Um, you've come up as Facebook user. Nothing wrong with that. But if you'd like me to know who you are and everybody else, if you go to StreamYard.com, and I think you have to just open up. It's really quick. It's a free account with StreamYard and give them permission to use your picture and name. Uh, then we'll know who you are, or you can just put your name behind, or you can stay anonymous, but welcome. So Michelle, that's what I'm feeling for you, that this is a stepping stone. I'm going to go back up. Um, had a different idea 
okay, hang on, I'm going to read this. So Michelle said, I had a difference of ideas with the teacher and I about the last three years. Ah, got you, got you. Okay, let's talk about that. So <clears throat> I'm going to try and word this the way I can. All right. So I guess what this is about, and it's no finger pointing, no blame, no judgment in any way, shape or form. I guess what you at my advice would be, and I'm going with what spirit's guiding me with too, Michelle, is looking at the real reason why you took the course. Okay. Are you learning from the course? What can you take from the course? Can you agree to disagree? Because does it matter who's right or who's wrong? Right. Because just as strongly as, as say, and I'll use yourself for an example, you feel about the beliefs and, and what you've seen and what we you've gone through, they feel just as strongly. So is it a subject that you could stay away from, but you could still glean from the course, what you originally signed up for? Because that's why I think spirit gave me the beginning that this is just a stepping stone. So if you're able to put differences aside, agree to disagree and, and stay away from it. Now, if, yeah, cause I'm still feeling and hearing all kinds of things right now. If the course is really, I would hope it's not centered on what's gone over for the past three plus years because aura should have nothing to do with that. But if you're finding that none of it resonates with you and it's not really meeting your highest good, that's when you have to sit down and say, you know, if you can't get past the impasse of this, that would your money be better used elsewhere and your time and your energy? Because an aura class, reading class is a really great place to start, to be able to look at and focus on and be able to recognize and see people's auras or energy fields. So I, I my advice would be to really take a look at that. And if you can put it aside, about the differences over the last three years and you feel like you're learning, I would say continue. If not, it might be time to cut your losses and leave. And again, like I said, and sorry, spirit's still repeating this, is, is to take what you've learned, use it as a stepping stone and maybe take your money and um, your time and your energy and work with somebody else. And if you can't get past the impasse too, that's okay. All right. The main thing is to look at the reasons why you started it in the first place. And if you're not able to meet those reasons now, it may very well be time to, to look at cutting your losses. So I know there's a lot of comments below, but i just want to look at these ones above here. So Susan said, looking to grow my business. So Rosie says, I'm not sure how this works. I've never had a reading before. Well, one of the things I used to say, I don't say it so often now, because with David, with TikTok, everything's really quick and fast when we do this. So the more specific you can be with me, the more specific spirit can be. Excuse me, but there's nothing wrong with pulling a card. So I'm going to pull a card for you. And how this works is I shuffle, shuffle, shuffle until I hear in my head stop. You'll see people do it differently. I can't shuffle super quick. Lots of people just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle and something pops up. I don't do that. I just shuffle until I hear stop. And then I will give you whatever I receive from the card and um, messages from your guides and angels and 
what have you. The other thing I always tell people, if you're listening or you're on the replay and you hear a message come through, but you're wondering, you think, oh my gosh, that card could have been for me. Like this sounds just like something I, I would ask or that I've been needing to hear. Guess what? It is for you. The spirit knows who's going to see the show live and who's going to see the show in the replay. So please take it as that. So hang on. Okay. Rosie, uh, Susan, I see that you said looking to grow my business. So I'm not sure. Were you wanting a reading or you're just sharing that you're looking to grow your business? So hang on. Oh, we're going to need glasses tonight. Okay. So the deck I pulled it from, I love Kyle Gray's decks. Actually, he's got a new one coming out. Oh, where'd the box go? I can't even see where the top of it went. I was going to show it to you guys, but I don't know. Oh, there it is. Um, this is his most recent, but he's got a new one coming out. This one's called Angels and Ancestors Oracle Cards. So the card I pulled for you, Rosie, is Heart Guardian. Love and let yourself be loved. Okay. So what? I know it's probably, but oh, actually it's not backwards. Usually it is. So where I'm going to go with this is, is to really take a look at, um, I think that the perfect place where human beings ideally are meant to be is in balance. Okay. Perfectly grounded, perfectly connected through the invisible center energy centers that you may have heard of called chakras or chakras. We have many, they run through the core of our body and many other places. Um, but we also are connected to source energy. You may call it the universe. You may call it whatever you want, God whatever your belief system is. Okay. But that goes along with the way sort of with heart guardian and love and let yourself be loved. So what I'm almost feeling is you may be giving out a lot of love, but not so open to receiving it or, okay, I'm just going to say it. Thank you. you. May really be letting a lot of emotions be getting in the way of, of sort of receiving love, and giving it um just give me a minute so what that means is it's been a lot of division over the last three years and again anything i say here is not meant with judgment finger pointing anything like that sometimes it's it's good if we're feeling maybe unappreciated not being heard um you know, not receiving what we need or we feel that we need. It's a two-way street. So sometimes we're giving too much, but we're not being open to receiving. Other times we let other emotions like anger get in the way or frustration or whatever it may be. So this is basically from spirit letting you know that it's time to take a look at that street, if you will, and make sure that you're it's equal, if you will. So you're open to receiving, but you're open to giving as well. Also hearing from spirit, if it's possible to really get out into nature, even if that means bringing the dog for a walk, taking your shoes and socks off, getting your feet in the earth. Okay. It's a lot of stress. I'm feeling a lot of stress. I'm feeling some anger there too. A lot of anger. So just to release those, if you will, and it's as simple as just imagine them dissolving. Okay. Dissolving, especially when you're out in in nature and then be open to receiving um, they're showing me actually even a tree just as a tree takes in our carbon dioxide that we breathe out and then it alchemizes or changes that into oxygen that we can use that's what they're showing me to really get out there and release anything that no longer serves you out in nature and be open to receiving 
whatever mother nature chooses to bless you with and they always do when you she always does when you get out into nature so really taking a look at those two relationships and I, in the way of receiving love and giving it so that it's sort of an equal equal and if there's something getting in in the way maybe taking a look at what that impasse may be and i hope that helps uh, let me go through here we got lots of comments so Kevin says, the Sun Dragon, there was a girl I used to work with and she often joked with me a lot. Anyway, she passed away and I still work there. Been a few near years now. Anyway, once in a while she visits and always makes me laugh. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I'm sure you can vouch for this, Kevin, right? Like every time we think of our loved ones, they're there. And it's, it's sometimes it gets mind boggling, right? When you think of how could you be in a gazillion different places at once, but they can and they are and they leave us signs or Kevin, it sounds like you're open to when she does visit and you share a really beautiful moment. Like you said, she always makes you laugh. And that's a beautiful experience. I'm so glad you shared that. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and Mish then added, and I felt like the dynamics have changed. So you're talking about this class. So I hope that they, in the advice I gave you, Michelle, I hope that will help in the fact that I always say to people, I've even had questions, and I know they're not the same. I'm just using this as an example. Say somebody asked me, I think my significant other is cheating on me. The first thing I usually ask them is, what makes you think that? Because I think that most of us know what the answer is to a question that we ask. We just may not be ready to hear the answer. So like you said, should I continue this class? And sometimes it's just good to hear a second or third opinion sometimes. But to me, if this isn't bringing you happiness and it's not fulfilling the reason why you were there in the first place, it's maybe time to cut ties. But the other thing is to look at if you really feel you're receiving value out of this and you are learning, but this is a massive impasse or, you know, you said the dynamics have changed. Is there a way to repair it? And if there's not, it's okay to let it go take what you've learned and because that's the first thing I said to you is spirit really made this feel like it was just a stepping stone to also realize and I'm sure you know this but not everybody's going to be the same type of teacher but maybe a good maybe a good example too depending on how the subject came up I will tell you there are many people and I'm not you and I understand that it's not about me, but many people that try to have that conversation with me over the last three and a half plus years. And I kind of feel into it. And if I know they're not going to be open-minded about it, I just navigate that question into another topic because I know rate is not going to end well and just leave it at that. So I hope that helps. And Dem Rogers says to Kevin, you must have had a good connection with this girl that still visits you at work. And Sandra says, Thank, um, thanks, Sandra. Yeah, I forgot to ask about that because I'm going to ask you guys, October 28th, what do you guys see coming up astrologically besides the eclipse? Just curiosity-wise, because Sandra says, astrologically speaking, thinning of the veil would be expected this time of year, but increasingly so with the current placements. Okay. Yeah, the way I described it before, but I am not an astrological wizard in any sense of the word, is that just where, as I've always understood it, where we are, because the earth is always spinning around, you know, the sun and what have you, that where we are at this time of year, 
that energetically the quote unquote veil is thinner. So that's why we have Dia de los Muertos on November the 1st. I mean, have any of you guys seen that movie Coco by Disney? That's a beautiful movie about spirit and healing and forgiving, even though it's a kid's movie, but it's all about Dia de los Muertos. It's a beautiful little story. So Kevin then adds, so this time I was showing some of the young ones I work with, the Ghostbusters theme song from the 80s, and I was singing along and staff was amused laughing and just as the line I, I ain't afraid of no ghosts I know you're going to say that that song was stuck in my head today for some reason oh it's Heather hi Heather welcome I didn't yeah it came up Facebook user okay hi Heather well feel free I'll try and remember just you can even just put your initials if you want because there'll be a few people that'll probably come up as Facebook user so anyways Kevin added the rest of the story just as I was singing the line I ain't afraid of no ghost. She appeared, yeah, scared now, and heard her laughter, and she vanished, gave me goosebumps, but got you laughing. <laughs> and then Dem Rogers adds, oh, that's often. She was like, boo. <laughs> I won't add the other part I just heard in my head, but oh, I guess I can. It's not radio friendly, but I literally heard gotcha biatch, <laughs> but the word wasn't biatch, but it was said most lovingly and funny, like really funny. And Kevin says, yes. And Mish says, yes, thanks, Lurley. I am enjoying the class. You're just feeling a different vibe. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, but you know what, Michelle, if you're able to kind of navigate away from that topic, I believe me, and I know you will get this, how frustrating it is right? When you get into an impasse with this discussion about this topic, but if you can take what serves your needs, and I don't think that's selfish to say you're taking a course. And like I said, I have had many people that has want, tried numerous times to get me to have a conversation like this, and I know it's not going to end well. So I just, and it's not me being presumptive. I, I know from the things they have said, and every time they bring it up, I just yeah, let's, we're going to talk about something else. I don't even say that. I just just transition. Oh, look, kind of like, whoop, oh, there's a squirrel over there. Did you see that squirrel over there? Like Things like that. <laughs> uh, thanks, Kevin. You said awesome dream, dreaming, uh, reading. And Mish said, how blessed. Awesome. So Sandra said she had great comedic timing, Kevin. I love it. Peggy Sells. Okay. She says, wanting to retire next year. What do your guides say? And Susan Long says, a reading, I guess, to know where to start with your, your business. Okay, that's as, or where to steer your business. Okay, well, Peggy's here first. I know you asked the question first, Susan, but I'll take it in order so I don't get lost. So you're wanting to retire next year. What do your guides say? Let me feel into this and breathe into it. <sighs> what I'm feeling when I'm hearing Peggy, and I want to tell people, that if you ever run into anybody that tells you they are 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt correct, they're never wrong when they give you a reading, I say run, because we are human beings, right? And we can all make mistakes. I will also tell you, I don't usually do future type readings, but spirit has come through on this. And it's to look at the reasons of why you're wanting to retire, because when I first felt into that, I didn't, I, I heard that, yes, leaving this job, you are looking at that, but that's not going to be the end of the working field for you, if you will. I almost feel like seeing from spirit, should you decide to do this, that something you've always wanted to do, that the opportunities will arise 
and to be open to it, which means that I'm just going to use an example here. You're, I don't know why I'm working as a paralegal in a law office, for example, and you're, you know, it's really stressful. You love what you do, but there's just never enough time to get everything done that you want this high level stress and what have you, you know, you're, you're feeling it's time to step away to retire, but you're not sure when, for example, so where I'm going with this is to stay open to the signs around you. Meaning, first of all, the Unwise Spirit has asked me to ask you this. Have you looked at financially? Are you able to do this feasibly? I wasn't going to say this. I usually don't talk about money, but I'm hearing this from Spirit. To really take a look at feasibly, have you planned enough for the future that you can go and actually enjoy life if you're planning on retiring? The other part they gave me is, they were saying the words aren't exactly retire, but pivot or navigate in a different direction to something that brings you a lot of joy that you've always thought you'd never have the opportunity to do, that it will present itself should you be open to it. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. I will pull a card for you. Sorry, I got such an itchy nose tonight. My dog was sneezing at the beginning of this. Maybe you got... I don't see any little dust bunnies, but we do or something going on. I'm going to pull an Angels of Abundance deck, uh, deck for you, hon. Um, so I don't know why Spirit's saying that, but they're saying, have you realistically looked at whether you can handle? They're still going on. Okay, thank you. They're, they're going on about, have you seriously planned at and looked at for the future financially? And if you have, great. But to be open to the fact that you will have the opportunity, I'm really feeling this, um, to do something that you never dreamed was possible, that you never ever thought would be possible, but it is possible. And it'll be completely different from what you're doing now. Oh, one just popped out. I didn't even have to cut it. Okay, me and my glasses here. Gosh, I thought I got past the scourge of not wearing bifocals, but <laughs> okay, so the power of prayer. Give this situation to your, your belief system in here. It says God for uplifting and healing and be open to miracles. God's unlimited resources, love and answers are awaiting your prayers. Be sure to act upon the divine guidance God gives to you in response to your prayers. So in a way, like I said to you, to be open to the signs around you, that you will know when the time is right to do this, but also you will see it. And it's kind of like I always say to people, if you ask your guides, your angels, those around you that are here to help you meet the, re the reasons for why you're here, right? They will leave you signs if you ask for them. But I've used this example before. If you ask for a yellow butterfly, even from a loved one to send you a yellow butterfly, you have to be open to the interpretation of what that yellow butterfly could be. So it may be a lyric in a song. It could be a sticker that, you know, when your kids or grandkids or, you know, relatives or little next door neighbors, whoever it might be showing you this beautiful sticker they got. It could be on a license plate. It could be in a song. You may see an actual physical yellow butterfly, but to be open to that. And I believe that that's what you're going to see around you when the timing is right. And again, to add, Spirit really wants you to take a look at for the future about if it's physically feasible in the way of finances. And if it's not, that's okay. Be open to this because I'm hearing this opportunity will bring you a lot more joy. 
And it'll actually, even if you are financially set, it'll bring you some extra, extra financial windfalls that you weren't expecting. And I hope that helps. Now, Susan had asked me, uh, you want to know where to steer your business, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm just going to read a few more comments, Susan. Oh, gosh, it gets so in-depth here. I should remind you, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to the UFO Paranormal Radio Network out of 105.3 and 107.7 in New Orleans, or New Orleans, Louisiana, UFO Paranormal Radio Network. And this is the Angel Rock. I'm your host, Laura Lee Poppin. And we are live right now. We're doing a few readings. I said we would pivot wherever you guys want to go tonight. So Kevin C. Sundragon says, I agree, even if you watch later, it resonates for you as well. Exactly. And that's what I was talking about with readings and answers. And Kevin says, typos due to big fingers on this tiny phone keypad. I completely get it. That's why I voice message everybody because I sometimes I send over a couple hundred messages a day getting back to people. And I, I always joke and say my phone is possessed because I swear to God it is. And I end up spending more time correcting voice dictation, even if I'm, you know, dictating for it to type or just typing. So I totally get it. And Dem Rogers says, you're fine, Kevin. I understand. I see you. Yeah, I understood. I think I read everything you said. I got it. I totally, totally got it. So um, Christina Lantis added healthy boundaries and respect. And Mish says, um, oh, well, Zisan, that's cool. Um, and then Janet Martin adds, I haven't forgotten Susan. Um, Susan, I didn't do your reading yet, but if it resonated great, I'm still going to do a reading for you. So, uh, Janet said that high conductive land and water would become the body one and powerful. Definitely. Susan, I'm going to do a reading just for you. Um, but if anything there resonated with you, please take it and anybody else too. I always say, take what, what resonates with you. Um, with you and leave the rest. So Rosie uh, gave me some feedback. Thank you. She said, yes, lots of anger and frustration lately. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, spirits. And they said, thank you for being open to hearing it, Rosie. And Michelle, uh, Mish says, it will. Thanks. I'm feeling a uh, different vibe. Okay. Um, Stuart, I'm going to get to Susan's reading. Hey, from Mars Hill, Maine. Hey, Stuart, uh, Stuart Hallett. Welcome. And Dem Rogers says, Coco is great. Okay, I'm not going to go any further just yet. I want to do Susan's reading for her because she wanted to know if I'm not mistaken about steering her business, I think, what direction she should go. I hope I might. Susan, if you're still there, can you? You might even have um, rewrote it here because I know you were asking. I think it was about steering it in a different direction. So let's see. Change is coming, Dem Rogers says. Yeah, I think change is coming. I'm here. Susan, Can would you mind repeating that question for me, please? Okay, I, I'm not going to do another reading. Yours is next. It just, I'll read some comments because I want to make sure I got the right, exactly what you're asking here. Uh, let's go up a little bit. Um, Coco is great. Mish says, um, she's come into contact with some new ladies who feel they need to be here to help people because of the period of time we were heading into. So she, the teacher, didn't understand. I got you. I gotcha. I won't say much more, but I gotcha. And then Kevin said something about OMG. Yes, Lorley. Oh, oh, okay. I know what that somebody goes. Gotcha. Biatch would be exactly what she would say. I literally heard that, Kevin. <laughs> like she had that kind of sense of humor. I literally heard that. So Rosie says, I believe 
I'm a light warrior worker and yet, yet I can't seem to help anyone. It's frustrating. It makes me angry that many still cannot see what needs to be seen. Okay. Let's, let's take that apart there, Rosie. Okay. And again, that's with no judgment in any way, shape or form, but there's a lot of information in what you shared here. Okay. I think we're all light workers. I think we all have something that mainly I think what we're here for. And again, I don't have all the answers. I think we're here to be in service of others rather than service to self. So I think we all have that light and that love to share and to help one another. But this is, this is why I'm, I'm just going to say it because spirit's saying don't sugarcoat it. You said, I believe I'm a light warrior and a worker. And yet, yet I can't seem to help anybody. Let's break that down. Right. You said, I can't seem to help anyone. So you do want to help people. And I think all people that are coming from a, a, a loving space want to be able to help others. But this is the part where you say, it's frustrating and it makes me angry that many cannot see what needs to be learned. That's where the frustration lies. Because in your heart and your mind, this is what people need to hear. This is what people need to see. And this is what people must learn. But do you understand where I'm coming from with the fact that that is for you, maybe what you feel is important to see, to hear, and to learn. But because we're also unique and so different, and even though we may feel that we see the truth, we know the truth, we see it, we, how can you not see this? There's many reasons why that may not be part of their journey. When somebody is ready to learn or to be open to change or whatever that may be, it even goes back to when I was talking about that girl, Eugenia Cooney. I don't know if you had logged on yet with the anorexia and how sick she really is and how many people are trying to get her kicked off of social media platforms and sending her hate and doing all kinds of things to try and get her to see you need help. You are going to D.I.E. This girl doesn't want help. She doesn't, in her mind, she doesn't need it. And where I'm going with this is, yes, yeah, sometimes it's so easy from the outside looking in to see what we think people need. But we are all here on our own journey. We're all here for different reasons. And yes, it's important to you, right? So you have information, right? You have knowledge. So instead of trying to maybe force it down to people because you feel they need to see this, they need to hear this, they need to learn, learn it, they need to get this. It's always maybe a better opportunity to face less resistance and frustration by finding like-minded peers where you can share this, right? Or whatever that may be. But we can never force somebody to wake up. We can never force somebody to hear what we believe to be the truth. Because as strongly as we are convicted in what we believe our truth is, other people who have opposing views are just as strongly convicted in the views that they have. So what that leads to is a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of pain, and feeling like, what, why am I bothering? Why am I doing this? And in that lies exactly what the answer is. Why are you doing this? Why are you 
you know what I'm saying? You feel like you're trying to help, but it's almost like bringing the old saying, leading a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So although you're so strongly convicted in the beliefs that you have, and I know what these are, we can't force them on other people. They literally will not hear it. And the harder we try, the, the worse it gets because people eventually get to the point where they see you coming. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the global you, anybody out there. Somebody is so strongly convicted in their beliefs, right? And they feel that they're coming from a really good space and they're coming from a loving space and they really think they're going to help. But the person doesn't want the help. The person can't see that. So what it leads to is a lot of heartbreak. See, you have some choices which you can do with that when you want to help and you want to share your light and you want to share your love. You can start your own platform and talk, share what you need to share. And people that are open to receiving that information will find you. Maybe you don't want to speak publicly. You can share that information in a blog or whatever it may be. And the people you are meant to work with, the people you are meant to help, will find you. That's the beauty in it, that like attracts like energy. It really does. But the harder we push, we do exactly what that word means. We push people away who do not want to hear it, do not want to see it. And they will push you away. And it's heartbreaking because you're coming from a good space. You're coming from a loving space. You really are trying to help. And that's the frustration in it is how can people not see this? That may be part of their journey that they're not meant to see it in this lifetime, honey. I hope that helps you. Uh, I'm looking for Susan's. She was going to. Hi, Kelly. Hang on. Where are we? I'm looking for Susan. Uh, Susan, I'm looking for you. I am. I know you're here. So hang on. Okay, Susan, I think I see it. Hang on. Um, do I need to do anything or change anything to attract more clients, steady clients? Okay, got you. Um, what I'm feeling is that I don't, what I always say, I'm going to back that up for a minute, that the beauty in, and maybe you are doing this, maybe you're not, but if you're not, might be a good idea. But utilizing the power of the internet and social media. And the reason why is, okay, you have the whole world at your feet when you use the internet. So take a look at what you're doing right now, right? What's working for you? What's not, right? The stuff that's not working, maybe leave it behind. Because that's where I'm feeling is that I don't know how much you're utilizing social media. I don't know how much you're utilizing the internet, but might be to your benefit if you haven't already, just an idea to work with somebody that understands how social media works. For example, for example, um, LinkedIn is a completely different platform and arena than say Facebook, than say Snapchat, than say TikTok then do you hear what I'm saying? And the other thing that I'm hearing, and this works for anybody that's trying to build a business or to steer or attract more clients, 
consistency, consistency, consistency. So what that means is show up daily if you can. Um, a lot of people don't like TikTok. I understand that. You can do it on any other, a lot of Facebook's doing it, YouTube's doing it, Instagram's doing it, where you can make a very short video clip. You can film five of them in a row on a weekend and set them all up to just run one after another every day at a certain time. But as you start to do that consistently and regularly, right, that will attract the people and the business and the clients. The other thing I'm hearing from Spirit is to really take a look at your business and look at what market are you trying to serve? So what Spirit kind of shows me is there's kind of a big plate here and you're kind of like juggling that plate and you're kind of going here, kind of going there, trying to meet the needs of this person, that person, this person, that person. But really sit down and if you're not sure what to really hone in on, it's even, you know, I'll use the analogy of a restaurant Spirit's giving me. We go to a restaurant that's got a 10-page menu, right? Especially if somebody's very indecisive, they just don't have a clue where to go and they could sit with that menu for an hour. But restaurants that say have a small, concise menu that they do really well, make great products, they make great food, great prices, and what have you, right? They eventually will build up a great clientele that become known for what they're selling. So this is what Spirit's showing me with you to take a look at what brings you the most joy, number one. Second of all, is there any way to just focus in on maybe a few little, little aspects, okay? Really consistently put out why you're doing what you're doing, what you're offering, what the benefits are of what you're offering. Why would I, for example, I'm just going to use me, why would I want to buy something from you? I don't care what it is because I, I, I do crafting, so I don't mean I don't care, but I, it doesn't matter. You can use this for anything. Why would I want to buy from you? right? And if you're not sure why, why do you purchase the things that you purchase when you go out and you use your money to buy things? Why? Most people actually aren't that different. You know, it's always amazing to think that sometimes we feel like we're the only ones going through something. And then you actually get to sit down and have a heart to heart, say with a small group of people. And I, I know for myself, it never ceases to astound me that some people are going through the same things, no matter if they got you know, a lot of money or a little bit of money or whatever it may be, right? They're common interests. So where am I going with this big, long diatribe that I've given you? So really take a look at the business and look at what's your mission statement in the way of why are you doing this, right? Take a look at what are you offering, what's successful and what's not. Getting out there and using the power of the tools that are out there already, to get your face, your name, and your product out there for people to see it. And it's kind of like that old analogy from the movie, uh, Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. And what I mean by that is being consistently out there, being realistic about it. Like if you can't do it every day, that's okay. And the only reason why I'm offering this as well to tell you some, I was just taking a look at some of these things myself. I wanted to learn how to do TikTok a little bit better and they have a TikTok university. But a lot of the the free talks that they put out their podcast, you could use this in any business. It doesn't have to be TikTok. But it took three people that have uh, over a million subscribers, completely different fields from one another. And how long did it take them to get there? And what did they do? And what worked for them? And what didn't work for them? 
So I hope that will help you. But that's what spirit keeps showing me that it's kind of, things are kind of watered down because you're trying to make everybody else happy. But the first thing is to work with what you know well, <coughs> what's doing well or the best out of what you're doing, what brings you joy, really hone in on that, get it consistently out there, right? The other thing they just suggested too, do you have a testimonial session uh, section? And if you don't, if you've got some clients that would be willing to write some testimonials, that will really help. So that's the thing Spirit's saying is really taking a look at your own, like what, if you're shopping online or you're shopping wherever that may be, why do you buy from who you buy from? And what makes you want, like, say you're looking for something even online, whether it's Amazon, wherever it is, why would you buy what you buy? And no, you're not going to copy them, but it kind of gives you an idea and a little bit of a roadmap. So I hope that helps you, honey, because that will give you some steady clients. And um, very quickly, I didn't mean to make it this long, but I have, I've started building, for example, it's not about me, but as an example, um, regular Crystal Reiki clients, that people are really starting to see the, the benefits of doing it regularly. So you can get people to write testimonials or people will. A lot of people, it's word of mouth, right? So take a look at what you love to do and it's bringing in some clients, even if it's not regular, what's the most successful part of your business and start building on that. I hope that helps you, honey. Um, hang on, I'm going to go up a little higher here. We missed some, missed some comments. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, let's see. We're really going to... Okay, itchy nose, you're going to kiss a fool. Yes, I've heard that one. Uh, Peggy Sal says, thank you. And Kelly Hopkins. Hi, Laura Lee. Sending you so much love. Hugs, miss. Would she say, miss your beautiful face? I hope you're doing well. I am doing well, and I hope you're doing well too, sweetie. Thanks for dropping in. And Dem Rogers says, I got no one to kiss except my dog. And then she said, guess, are you a fool? Well... <laughs> Dogs aren't a fool, but I know they'd love the kisses. So Rosie said, uh, I'm starting to wonder what exactly I am here for. If I cannot wake people up to the truth, I cannot, if I cannot help them. Okay, so even without reading that, Rosie, I'm going to go back to this because I think this is important for anybody that this may resonate with. You're really painting yourself into a box here. Okay. And again, this is said with no judgment in any way, shape or form. But how do I say this? You're, it sounds to me from what I'm reading here, I'll read the rest of it. It said, I'm making family and friends more and more angry than actually making them see the truth. My problem is I don't know how to give up. I feel as if I can't give up because then those that still may be lost forever or that are, are still asleep may be lost forever. It breaks my heart. I hear you. And this sounds like it's coming from a real place of fear as well as love, but nobody is guaranteed tomorrow. Right. And it, it feels like you've painted this box around yourself, that this is the only way you'll ever be able to help or make a change or what this is. And it's not working. So why am I here? Would it, would it maybe work for you to stop for a minute and breathe and step back? and take a breather and look at where or what brings you joy that makes you happy because you're, you're singing and you're saying this yourself love 
that this isn't working. So somewhere along the lines here, right? It's almost like spirit keeps showing me you painting yourself into a box in a room and you're now in that little corner, but the wet paint is all before you is that you've decided that this is how you're meant to be here and how you're meant to help. Right. But like you said, and I didn't even read this part. I could already tell you that people don't want to hear it anymore. And it's getting right. The more you're trying to help, the more people are getting angry. So what could you do with that information and that energy? But the first place when we want to be able to help others, okay, number one, and it's, I'm a work in progress, we all are, but taking a look at what part of me needs healing, okay? So that may be looking at where this fear is coming from. And somebody once said to me years ago, there's only two things, there's fear and there's love. And I used to say, what are you talking about? There's fear. What about when you're angry? What about this? What about that? And as we talked about it and I realized what it all is, right? Because when you break down where fear comes from, where it all, or sorry, where anger comes from, where it all comes from, and you get to the root of the problem, it eventually points to fear. So taking a look at maybe all this time and this energy and it's coming from a beautiful space and it's coming from a place of help or, or sorry, of love and genuinely wanting to help. But having that grace with yourself, because where that sometimes comes from is starting to look inwards and doing some healing work on yourself to see where this is coming from. Right. And again, I'm trying to say this gently without giving away too much information because I do know you, but <clears throat> you've decided this is your way to help. And because people aren't accepting what you were trying to, and please forgive me for saying this is coming from spirit to now cram down their throats. Then what use are you? You're not meant to be here anymore. Right. And I don't mean not meant to be here, but I mean, that's your purpose, isn't it? That's, that's what you've stated here, but that's not your purpose, right? There's many reasons and ways and things that we can do to help others. I mean, taking a look at music and art, um, those, those people are healers. They're just appealing to different aspects and parts of people's souls. So you've got a beautiful heart. You've got a beautiful soul, as do all of us. And you've got so much love to give. But the point is that we don't just have one reason or purpose why we're here. But you have defined for yourself what that help is, Right. But you're finding from the words I'm reading here that that's not the help that people need or want. So sometimes when we feel confused and a lot of frustration and a lot of anger, sometimes it's a good place to start is to start working on ourselves and, and starting that healing journey, especially if we are going to be working in this field of being a light worker or a healer or what that may be. Don't get me wrong, though, being a light worker or a healer or whatever you may want to call it, I'm not putting, say, myself or anybody else up on a pedestal. We all have those gifts and that ability to give to others. But when we paint ourselves into a corner that this is the only way I'm meant to help, right, and it's not working, 
I can't even imagine how frustrating it must be. But where I'm trying to say again is you have decided that people need to wake up. You have decided this is the information they must hear. You have decided all these things. And it sounds like your loved ones and friends and family are letting you know that they don't want it. So then you have the choice. What do I do with this? And we talked a little earlier about some of the things you could do. Finding like-minded people. Or using your voice in a public arena and those that are meant to find you will find you. Or maybe looking at what else could you do. Maybe turning these gifts of, of wanting to help, right? And doing the research and the information seeking that you've done. Maybe looking into advocacy work. Or there's other arenas and areas to be able to use these gifts in. And I hope that helps, honey. Because what I'm saying is that there's just not one reason or one way to be able to use the gifts that you have. And if it's not working, what you're doing right now is to maybe broaden the horizons. Just take a step back, step out, not even outside the box, like to take a look at the whole picture, like there is no box. So, because this is a little box, right? So if we take that box away, but we look at what you've been doing and using the gifts that you have, like I said, that was just one thing. Maybe being advocate, an advocate for, say, maybe people that have disabilities or within a hospital or whatever that may be. But I guarantee you there are many ways you could use that big, beautiful heart that you have full of love and the skills that you have to help people. There are people that will need help, but we can never decide for other people when it's time for them to wake up or for what they need to hear or when they need to hear it or what they need to learn or to wake up. Because that's the surest way to divide people and turn them off. And I hope that helps you, honey. Send you so much love. Miss just said she looked up itchy nose. An unexpected visitor might be coming. Hmm. That's interesting. Z Sun Dragon says, superstition, LOL, who is Giz? I'm guessing it's a dog, Kevin, because that's what Dem Rogers said. <laughs> there was just the dog there. I don't know. I could be wrong. And then Susan, oh, that's her comment. She had put uh, Kevin, or sorry, Dem Rogers also says, it can also mean a letter or communication coming, different folklore. My family is from Appalachia. So lots of lore from there. And I've heard it. I've always called it Appalachia, Appalachia, but I've heard it's Appalachia. So please let me know if I, if I commented incorrect or said it incorrectly. Uh, Dem Roger says, Gizmo is my dog. She's my chunky angel. And then Janie says, I hear you, Rosie. I feel like nobody can hear me, but maybe it's not my job here. I would like to know what is my job. I have wanted to be an animal communicator for over 25 years. I'm not hearing that. I, I guess I am not hearing that the answer is no. Any advice for me from Spirit, Laura Lee? Yes, yes. And you and I have talked about this, Jane, because that is one of my biggest things I would love to do is animal communicate. Now, what I've heard from Spirit, and I'm going to say to you, too is we are getting in our own way now the one thing that is the hardest thing to explain is when we want to hear our guides we want to hear our angels we want to use our gifts of intuition 
Okay, and everybody has them. We do. When we want it that badly, and I know you've worked so hard on this, it's meant to flow like water. And it seems the harder we try to grasp it or the harder we try to reach it, the furthest away it seems to, to get away from us. So the only thing I can suggest to you, love, is again, and I am a work in progress. This is not about me. But one of the biggest things when we want to get closer to our intuition and our gifts is doing that inner work. So working on healing old wounds, working on, you know, taking a look at what's going on from our past, especially that we're still hanging on to, taking a look at the limiting beliefs, um, meditation. And it's not just people within the spirituality field, as you well know, honey, that um, do meditation. And I believe it's, gosh, there's my itchy nose again that we're talking about it. Um, <clears throat> meditation, 15 or 20 minutes, I believe, is akin to at least a 45-minute to an hour-long nap. CEOs do it. Professional athletes do it. And the beauty in it is that once we start to meditate regularly, daily, we get that quiet space where we eventually learn to quiet the mind and then we can hear the answers to all of our questions. Our higher selves also will come through and give us a lot of information or subconscious, whatever you want to label it. But the main thing is, is really working on healing, really working on grounding. Like I'd started the show earlier saying, I think we're best you know, sort of human perfection ideal situation would be complete balance, grounded as well as connected to source energy. Now, again, really taking a look at why, why you feel like you're not connecting. I don't know why I've never said this to you before, Jane, but I'm really, really hearing and I got to say it. Have you ever had hypnosis done? Like, I almost feel like like this is coming, like it's something that you're carrying from a past life. Like it's a block. Like all it needs is that block. The door needs to be cracked open wide and you've got this. So let me know if that might work for you because um, I almost feel maybe like that's what that block is because for me, I know I'm getting in my own way. I know I am. So again, not about me. But I know we've talked about this, obviously, off air. And some of the things I've been doing with no expectation, I don't know if this will help, is just sitting outside. I sit outside every day and say when the birds come by is, um, and again, take what resonates, leave the rest. Anybody else too that here says, I actually imagine the a gold sideways eight or the infinity symbol. And I imagine it coming from my heart to say the bird and just sending love in an infinite circle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, being open, just open and sitting, no expectations, not that I'm expecting any bird to land on me or eat out of my hand or anything, just sending the bird either some pictures in my mind of love, whatever that is in my mind at that particular time or just being open to what they may be sending me. Not forcing it, not trying to figure it out, just sitting and breathing and being open and starting to practice with that. 
being open to receiving in other parts of our lives. Many of us are very good at giving, but we're not good at receiving. So I don't know if that'll help or not, but that's some suggestions I just received from Spirit for you. So I hope that helps, sweetie. So Mish says, ah, Adem and hello, Gizmo. And Dem Rogers says, I told her, Michelle, she actually wagged her tail for you. Ah, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Giz and vice versa. I was just thinking that Dem Rogers about that, that, you know, I really, truly believe that animals are earth angels. They really are. Especially, you know, you ever want to see what unconditional love is. You just got to look at the relationship of a pet parent with an animal. It's, it's just so incredible right? And it's the same thing as really young children. And I think that that's why really young children, and we were all once really young children, and animals, because they live in the now, right? Their work is play. And they're not encumbered with somebody telling them that that doesn't exist. It was just your imagination. You're getting too old for this. You're getting too big for this. You know, like many of us lose that ability as we start to get older, some hang on to it throughout their entire lifetimes. But spirit always shows me that it's almost like getting back on a bicycle, right? You haven't ridden a bike in 30 years and then you're going to be a little rusty at first, but we all have that connection. I think the other reason why young children too um, can see and feel and communicate with spirit so easily, first of all, nobody's told them they couldn't. Plus they're a lot closer to where they came from, meaning you know, they're a lot younger. So that before they were born here, they were back, as I call it, back home. So I don't think that that connection has been, has been marred or severed in any way. Whereas I think with life and the energy and what we eat and what we're exposed to and could go on and on and on, it starts to dull that connection. So I don't know if that will help or not, but but I'd add that. Okay, hang on here. You guys, we're almost out of time. My gosh, this goes by so quickly. Um, I'm so sorry, Dem Rogers said an ex um, abused them both. And I'm so, so sorry. I send you love. All of you guys love. I love all of you. I really do. And I'm so appreciative of all of you. And Jane said, I meant to say please and thank you. I never even noticed Jane. <laughs> um, and Kevin says, he's so sorry, Dem Rogers. Dem Rogers says, um, life's been a nightmare, but I survived. And I get to meet awesome people here. I'm pulled where I need to be. I don't question anymore. That is so beautiful. You know, I just love the way spirit works because whether we're doing readings or we're talking about stuff or whatever, it always all it's almost like a theme comes through and it centers all around it. And it doesn't matter like the cards I pull, the questions people ask, there's always kind of a theme with it. Right. And I, especially with the veil getting thinner right now, and I think it's a perfect time for energy work and really looking at healing. Like nobody says we're going to heal everything in a day. It didn't take a day to get there. Right. And I always, like I say, I'm always a work in progress. We all are. But the more that we work on this, and even say you don't have a lot of money, because I just heard that from Spirit. There's be people saying that out there. There are all kinds of free opportunities out there. All kinds, I can tell you. And you just got to be a little creative and luck. But, you know, the more 
that you make of it and working on yourself, right? Becoming the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. The better version you are for the people around you that love you and care about you or making connections like this. I met Dem Rogers from the True Crime community and I'm so glad that she chooses to spend her time with us here. And you know what? That's the beauty in it. Finding people that are like-minded um, sometimes helps when we're feeling frustrated, like what we've talked about tonight, or, um, you know, really positive spaces where people love and accept and support one another. So hang on here. I got one minute. Oh my gosh. I know we didn't talk about spooky ooky stuff, but I said we were going to go um, exactly where you guys wanted to go tonight. So Mish says, that was lovely, Lorley. By the way, love your outfit. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And Janie says, it hurts me to see friends ruining their health. Yes, it does. Um, and she says, but I do know it's not my business. That is true. But the one thing I will add to that is that the minute we are born and before we know what date we're going to be born and we know what date it's our turn to go back home. We really do go on forever and ever and ever. And we're just here having a human experience in this lifetime. And don't get me wrong. All of us will say this, including myself, even with being a medium, that we all would choose to have the people we love and care about in physical form. But we are going to see them all again. And tomorrow is not guaranteed. So I guess we have a choice where you go with your relationship that we, that we, we try to get people to see the truth and it pushes them further away or we agree to disagree as much as it hurts us and it pains us, right? And have some peace, spend the time peacefully, loving one another, supporting one another. And if you can't bear to hear what the other person is saying about this particular topic, if you can skillfully navigate around it, right? Most of us can, or sometimes we got to pull ourselves away from it for a little while. But I guarantee you that it'll be much more peaceful, loving, and enjoyable to spend time with people. And if you know it's a hot button topic to try and avoid it. You guys, I love you all so much. And I'm so glad you're here tonight. Never anticipated we were going in this direction, but I really, really, really appreciate that we did. Um, if you guys love the paranormal, please stay tuned. Got Julia and Philip Syracuse coming up next with the Horsefly Chronicles. And then I am hoping you y'all will tune in on Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. with David Hansel and I think at the foot of the bed. It's our Halloween show. Dave was messaging me and I said, Dave, I can't deal with the Halloween show just yet. I said, I got to get this show. I said, I'm doing it on my own, but we're working on it. I don't know. We're thinking about doing a bunch of stuff. So you're out there. You, those of you that got the ITC ghost machines, I have a couple anyways. We're talking about if any of you that do spooky ooky stuff i'm thinking of you howie possibly uh jonathan there's a few others out there do the spooky ooky stuff um we may even have somebody on for say a quick session here and there live i don't know what we're going to do we're going to nail all that down tomorrow dave and i but we'll get a hold of you that's what we decide we're going to do and we're going to talk really crazy spooky stuff if you guys have stories like dem um, not dem rogers sorry z sun dragon has sent me many or um, 
whatever you're going to be wearing a costume, whatever you're going to be wearing, send us some pictures. You got some scary EVP stuff, whatever you got, send it to us, either Dave or I, we'd love to receive it. Then on th uh, Monday next week, Angel Rock, that's my Halloween show. I have no idea what we're doing yet, but it's going to be fun. So um, please stay tuned. Anyways, if you want to get a hold of me, I do uh, paid ratings. I also help with the paranormal. That's always free. Um, what else do I do? I do healing sessions, crystal Reiki, therapeutic, therapeutic touch, which is a misnomer. You don't touch anything. You actually work with the aura or energy field. Um, and I do mentoring. Get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock. Also, I have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things spooky, ooky, and then the Angel Rocker Tribe for a lot of the things we talked about tonight. So I hope you guys will join. Anyway, sending you all so much love and light. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope you stay tuned for the Horsefly Chronicles right up after this. We'll see you all on Thursday, okay? Have a good one. Stay spooky.